listening to the Rational Rage Network. I am Lord Bulletproof Truth of House Black, thrower of hand grenades, a dropper of elbows, slayer of internet trolls, creator of Big Brother Jujitsu, instiller of laughter in manslaughter, pupil of rage, commander of the bulletproof troop army, and soon to be conqueror of the mixed martial arts gang. It is I you should fear, fellow lords. Fight on a conquest to sit on the LFA throne. Well, I will rule the mixed martial arts realm with an iron fist. Sir Brandon Halsey has bent the knee and begs for mercy. He has been saved from imminent destruction. He will live to fight another day. Is there no one else courageous enough? Nay, foolish enough to stand in the path of my violent crusade. If so, bring your best champion to meet me inside the LFA Octagon on the eve of June the 7th. Julius Anglicus, King of the Light Heavyweight Division. Be prepared, your grace, for soon there'll be a violent changing of the guard, a divine intervention by the enemy gods. Upon my arrival, the old shall be ground to dust, burnt to ash. The way will be paved for the beginning of a new dynasty. Your downfall will mark the beginning of the bulletproof troop era of combat sports entertainment. Bend the knee or feel the wrath of the old guard. And the new. When I see red, my opponent sees black. Welcome to the PWC, man. It's been a while. What have you been up to? How's things, man? It is good to be back, my man. Things have been pretty good, you know. It looks like the world might be getting shut down. But I was lucky enough to find myself the opportunity to get back on the match recently. This past weekend, I was out in Maryland, and I competed in a catch wrestling tournament called the Billy Robinson Classic, put on by a company called Snake Pit USA. Um, 
and I went there, and this is like legitimate submission wrestling, where there's submissions allowed, pins, and um, they call catch wrestling catch as catch can, meaning catch a dude any way you can catch to tap out, then it's pretty. <laughs> it, it can be a little brutal. Um, I went in there. I had some very tough fought matches. There was a kid out there. Uh, I wouldn't even call him a kid. There's a tough dude out there named Darren Coast, I believe his name was. And him and I had an incredibly tough fought match. Um, you know, and these were three five minute rounds. So these were long matches, best out of three. Um, and we both put everything we had out there. Um, you know, it was like I said, an incredibly tough fought match. Both of us. Really earned each other's respect that day. I ended up moving on after that that win and winning the um, heavyweight finals. And then I went on to win the absolute finals. And you saw a video of one of the submissions that I landed in the absolute finals. Uh, that was brilliant, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was a rolling calf slicer <laughs> from a turtle position where I had one hook in. And this guy was a good wrestler. He was a, a catch guy there out of the gym, out of Snake Pit, Maryland's gym. And so he had really good defense. I had one hook in, and I dove for the rolling calf slicer. And... Um, you know, this was in the finals of the absolute division. I flew across the country with the Billy Robinson classic. And Billy Robinson's like an old school catch wrestler, pro wrestler. So I said, fuck it. And I just dove for that highlight reel catch wrestling submission. I had to catch first time I've ever competed in like, catch wrestling rules. And I just went for it and I fucking landed it. Um, and I'm <laughs> yeah, super pumped awesome. about it. Um, so like I said, I won the heavyweight division and the absolute division. And so now I'll be moving on to a four-man bracket for the Snake Pit Catch Wrestling World Title coming up. As of right now, they're saying February 27th, but who knows what may or may not happen with COVID lockdowns. Um, but so I'm super pumped about that. I'm super pumped to be. It was nice to be back on the mats, and um, I love catch wrestling, man. It's it's a lot more brutal than regular grappling is. Um, like I said, with the catch as catch can, any way you can catch a dude, it's a submission, you know. Um, but I'm a big fan of that violent, mean catch wrestling stuff you know i like to shoot stuff me personally um even my favorite stuff to watch is the shoot stuff like josh barnett's blood sport i am a huge josh barnett blood yeah, sport too man um yeah they always put on fantastic matches i was actually talking to josh he was at primetime live this past week oh um, shit yeah he had um Lindsay snow on the card who's a catch wrestler um and so i was talking to josh josh watched my matches live which was dope but i'm like talking to him like yeah, hey, good job this week. I'm like, oh, okay, you saw me. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, you saw me. He's like, yeah, I watched him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, fuck <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's dope getting some, you know, because I know how big, how hard it was for me to win that tournament. I was fucking there, you know. And like, but because of COVID, there weren't a ton of people there, but they do have a huge, massive online following. So to to know that there are big people like Josh Renat that I really look up to watching it and then being like, bro, good fucking job, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be an awesome feeling, man. Yeah, it was a good feeling. And it was also dope on Primetime Live. They gave me a second. It gave me like a little shine. I brought the um, the trophy and the gold medals down to the show. Just, hey, I saw that. I was going to get some pictures. And I was like, you know, fuck, if they'll let me have it up or say something during it or something. Oh, you didn't actually credit. tell them? No, I just showed up with that shit. <laughs> um, but awesome. no, I told them before we filmed. I was like, yo, um, I got my trophy in my you know, like put it's like i went out there and earned these bitches you're telling people about strategy and what they should be doing and yada 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 this this says like bro this is why you should listen to this guy i'm not just some big tough looking dude who says who sounds smart this dude's out here winning double gold medals at catch wrestling tournaments so they gave they put the trophy up on the table had my medals brought it like a very decorated bulletproof (laughs) troop blah 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 um what's really cool is that they just 
trust us, you know, like, because I was talking to me like, man, did they make you read that off a of script? It's like, <laughs> no, actually, they just said, I can say whatever I want. Like, they're not really, Absolutely. I've luckily learned enough of, or earned enough of their trust that they're just, say what you guys are going to say. And like, we, between so, the three of us, where it's, we get to kind of figure things out, which is really awesome to have that creative freedom on the that, show that instead of. Awesome. I mean, if we had to, if they wanted me to say what I needed to say, I'm not going to tell them how, how it's going to be. But no, of course, I'm yeah. stoked to have the creative freedom. Um, or even then, I can just show up with something like that, pitch them an idea, and they'll listen to it. Even if they said no, at least, at least I'm like, man, I, I can come here to a place where and pitch a creative idea. And I'm a big fan of of a lot of the creativity that they allow allow the talent to do at Primetime Live. I think that's part of a reason why they have such fantastic shows. Week after week is because they let the talent go out and be the talent, you know. Um, they might, and that's have, how it should be, man. I agree 100%. So, I don't know if you guys have been tuning into primetime live, but it has been fantastic. GGP was on, we've been, saw, we've been having a um world title tournament that has just been fucking awesome. We had Eric Redbeard, um, former WWE, um, who else was in the tournament? Sean Davari, Mike Bennett, um. Davey Boy Smith was supposed to be in it, but didn't get it. He'll be competing against the champ at some point, whoever wins it. Chris Dickinson. Um, he's he's going to be a future star, man, I, th- I think, Chris Dickinson. He's I'm a big that, fan of that Chris Dickinson. That about him. No, he's no a, doubt. Me too. The violent, bully, fucking aggressive type. I'm a big Dickinson fan. Him and I have worked a little bit before the show a few times. I'm a big Chris Dickinson fan. Um and I like to know bullshit, like run it, motherfucker. Yeah. Let's get violent. Like I'm a, I'm a, like <laughs> sure. I like the shoot shit. I'm a fan of how aggressive and shit his matches are. Like I'm, that's personally the kind of flavor I like. You know. Well, you you just brought up an interesting thing, actually. Have you like uh like fucked around with other wrestlers in the ring, like like Dickinson, well, for example? Well, we'll we'll work and stuff. I mean, everybody knows that I know how to really grapple and shit. And- I mean, do they shoot themselves when they get in the ring or? Well, I'll work with guys. I mean, everybody knows that I'm fucking really, really, really good. You know? Oh, no, I know that. I'm, yeah, no, no doubt. Well, I mean, well, people kind of wrestle with guy. Yeah, people kind of wrestle. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's they, what I mean. They yeah. can feel that I'm working with them too. Or like I'll transition over and I'm not like <laughs> fucking crushing them. I'm like, oh, man, you're <laughs> yeah, like crazy light. Like, I mean. well, yeah, I'm. I'm not trying to know how to <laughs> crush people and how to, yeah. you know, or how, how not to. But it just... If you fucking go in there and just crush people, too, nobody wants to fucking play with no, you. Like, no, no, of course work, not. And I can get them in a position and guide them and, like, tell them something. Boom, now they can work the attack. And I can move around because, like, I already understand how to sell a battle. Oh, fuck yeah. Move, you and know? Plus, um, it's, but I, you got to let people work. So you can't just go in and squash <laughs> yeah. them. Sure. But <laughs> I'm just wanting to beat up. Well, yeah, no, because I know you're a legit fighter, you know what I mean? Like, and they obviously know that, too. So it just it, it'd be funny, like they'd be like, "Oh man, go easy on me," or whatever. You know what I mean? I find I mean, that dynamic we'll kind of interesting. Make, make some like little jokes and stuff about yeah, yeah. things like that, or but um, I would say because of my personality, when people like talk to me, they don't get the like, "Damn, this fool's gonna fucking come out here like dick swinging and trying." Oh no, to yeah, it. of course. You know, or like I'll I'll be kind of working, boom, and I'll shoot it on. <laughs> so and so like if I'm just like you know you want to work a little bit, and we'll come out, and we'll start like feeling. I'm not gonna tell you what. Yo, let's tie up and. Let's just work a little bit. I'm going to feel each other out. I might kind of grab your wrist. I'm, I'm going to treat it like we're, you and I are competing now in a jiu-jitsu tournament, given I'm not fucking really trying to smash you, but I'm not <laughs> just going to walk up and tie up. Like, and that's one of the big things that, like, as somebody who comes from a combat sports background, 
when I just see two people walk up to each other and tie up, I'm just like, huh, neither of these people respect the other person's offense at all. Like, in a jiu-jitsu tournament, you're never just going to walk up and grab them up. Like, nobody's going to let you do that because they respect but your offense and each other's 100. offense. 100. You're going to come out. We're going to feel each other out. We're going to look, try and get a slight grip advantage. We might move <laughs> around. Boom, move, like, boom. Bam, well, now I'm starting to try and get some. Bam, that didn't work. We separate. <laughs> Boy, that's how I come. Before that, you want to work a little bit? Let's do it. And now I'm going to. They can see that I'm not about to let you just tie up with me where I'm like, <laughs> like get in, I'm shoot a little bit at their leg, like a single leg. Um, but treating it like, bro, we're fucking wrestling now, you know, like, and boom, let's say I get in, I shoot down, I come up to the body, like, boom, now we can work our way up to where here. Now we're in a fucking, a little bit of a tie up or boom, we're in here clinch. Oh, you want to start taking the risk, man, you can start <laughs> work with you now, but I'm going to protect myself and oh, for sure. you understand each other. Like, I'm not going to come out here and just, if somebody will just walk up to you and go like this and they just oh, think no, no 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 yeah no exactly because like, they'll test you too you know what i mean just to see like it's, it's just it is what it is you know well i just i just think the entire style of showing the battle and, and feeling a person out and stuff it it needs more of that because i come not that it needs more of it but because i come from a oh, spot, combat sports background that's how i'm gonna approach it i'm gonna come out sure. and treat a match just like i do with commentary now i treat it like a fight or something I'm going to treat this like this is a match. If I've had a fucking, if we're 15 minutes deep into like a two segment match where it's like me and a Dickinson where fuck, we've had some feeling each other out. Boom. We've shot a bunch of transitions. And now we're like, we walk up, (laughs) boom. And now we tie up. I, that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Just walk out and boop, tie up. Like, if somebody just walked up to me and tried to grab me, and shit and turn me I'm going to fucking take you for a fight. Like, it's just not, it's just not re- realistic. And I get that it's not necessarily a full-on sports competition. That's just the way I'm going to choose to take yeah. myself. And with my background and the way I commentate a match is that I treat it very sporty, um, which and is I'll just the way that, flavor of, of wrestling, you know, that me I like. Me too, um, me too. And that's what I hate about today's wrestling a lot of the times, man. Too much ha-ha. In my opinion, there's a there's 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 a place for that. Don't get me wrong, but when it's just overall the whole fucking thing feels like just one big comedy fest, it, it does my head in. That's why what you're bringing is fresh, but at the same time it's old school too. You know what I mean? Which I love. You know? Yeah. Like um, I love how you're bringing that sports aspect of it. You know? Right. There can definitely be comedy stuff put into it, but I agree when it oh, gets yeah, taken yeah. to a point where it's like almost making fun of the crowd for fucking. Watching like it's where it's almost like so ridiculous. You're almost like really motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I like some comedy wrestling at times, and I definitely think you can make it work with any variety of people as long as you can tell a story within it. Exactly. And it's just not like ridiculous exactly. stuff, you know. And I'm big on the storytelling aspect, and it's something Same that I'm here, going man. to utilize a lot of in my. But I think that's what comes out with, like I said, with the feeling each other out. We're feeling. This is the beginning of the story. It's me that's and you. All the psychology, man. You not. Oh, yep. you know, like. I respect it. Boom. I can tell this. Boom. I shoot it. I get a single leg. And this dude's squirrel. Boom. Now I, now I ain't scared of him anymore. We just told the whole story of. Fuck you. Yes. feel you out. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe I feel. Boom. We collide a little bit. Boom. He earns a little bit of my. You know. Right. I, oh, I get him. Oh, boom, boom. Boom. He See? flips out of something. Like, oh. And we can start telling a story. A story. Exactly, man. And that's what's missing with a lot of today's wrestling, man. Like, I feel like, you know, today, a lot of today's. Not all of them, but. A few, like, just don't fucking tell a story properly in the ring, man. It's all high spots, high spot, high spot, high spot, you know? You, right. you don't even need to do that, like, all the time. 
Well, and I'm not against high spots and stuff because I definitely believe in different flavors of wrestling. Oh, and me stuff. too. But I think working the high spot in to get the most out of it, so when it happens, it's a big fucking deal. Exactly. I go off the top rope five times, six times. If the seventh time, if he did a double backflip, <laughs> cool. I mean, motherfuckers been yeah, up there cool. six or seven right. times, but. But the thing it. is, if he fucking built this up, built this up, and now he finally hits it or doesn't, like, build up that one time, that motherfucker, exactly. or maybe two. Like, if more than two, it better be a fucking pay-per-view match or, like, a well, championship. Like, exactly. every match needs to be, like, a five-star match today, too, which I don't agree with. Like, fuck, you see kickouts on almost every fit. Like, who do you got to do, like, oh, a double that, finisher? Like, I fucking hate that, too, man. Too many new finishes, you know what I mean? Like, way too many. Like, I get it. Do one, two, three, but not fucking 20 of them. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think just less pick. can be more. I think people can get more out of hitting a finisher. Instead of having to hit it twice, it's just use exactly. it less often and get more out of it. Absolutely. You know, like, I think that there's – but even so, like, in telling a story, is there never a time for a person to get out of finish? I'm not saying that at all. There for no, no. sure is. Oh, no but doubt. It's not every match thing. And, like, this is a when person kicks out of a – Finisher, it's like god damn, nobody kicks out of this tomb zone pile driver or the stone cold stunner or exactly. the fucking people's out. But like when it gets kicked out, it's like holy fuck. And like it doesn't even need to be something crazy. We got a kid right now on the United Wrestling Network named Jordan Clearwater, and his finishes the big boot called the Midas Touch, and it is taking everybody out like a big boot. Hulk Hogan had the big boot in the leg drop. It's not you don't have to necessarily do wild shit, it's how exactly, you do what you bro. do. And I'm not saying that there's not a spot for wild shit, but I no. think it's it's like in movies when you see special effects get all this love, and then the story of the movie is just shit, and you're like, oh. well, there was some cool shit, but that story sucked. Like, <laughs> I hate that it shit takes too, man. a good man. combination of the two and having dope moves and a good storyline. And if you can fucking sprinkle in some of that razzmatazz, high flying shit at the right times, then dude, it's awesome. Oh, for shit, sure. If I see seven matches a night, three of them go to the top rope. Like, and one of them goes to the top rope a few times. Like, it just, it starts killing. It's like Jimmy Snook is like, nobody goes to the motherfucking top rope. That's what I mean. Protect that shit. Like, people don't protect That's their That's it. Don't. There's no more protecting, man. There's no more protecting, it feels like. And when a 450 splash becomes a fucking normal move, to me, there's something wrong with that, you know? I mean, I even think things where it's like protecting the business, like, how much does people kick the shit out of each other every match? And it's like, motherfucker, but you ain't got no marks on your face. Like... <laughs> You're spot on, bro. If you were having this wild back and forth motherfucker, you've probably just never been in a fight if you think that that's like a legitimate possible thing. Like, <laughs> exactly. and do I, am I saying that there's not a place for it? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's, I mean, it's too widely used. I think you can sell this battle without it having to be a back and forth. I think, I think another big thing that I say is that I think we see a lot more striking in professional wrestling because people are lacking fundamental wrestling skills and they can't Thank get you. in. Thank you. Up, something chain wrestle around we don't need to fuck each other up to have a battle kid and i'm not saying strikes don't have a place i just think that a strike should be a much bigger deal if a strike's not allowed a strike should be a big fucking deal when somebody catches a back elbow or fucking punches something like <laughs> or a knee it should be like oh good bang if you do that in a wrestling match or a jitsu match or any type of match that that shit wasn't allowed, it would be a much bigger deal. Now you're making the ref look stupid. You're almost making the business look like <laughs> where, and I think it's a lack of fundamental wrestling. Because, bro, we could be, this could be a grab where I could be in here. I don't even need to be fighting for hold. I could be fighting this underhook. Control, control, get under your hips, lift. Oh. Boom, <laughs> exactly. we come back, we come back. Boom, he puts me back in the headlock. Boom, we're back in the headlock. 
boom, you know, slam. We're boom, we kick back out. We roll through. We're still in the headlock. Fuck, and that could be like a minute long spot. I'm just talking quickly through it, but dude, and you get it. Fucking kicking the shit out of each other. We could tell a story of battle back and forth between two people with good fundamental wrestling. And I think that more good fundamental wrestling would allow so much of that other stuff that's taken. Cause that's what the fucking, the cake should be. You want to start putting whipped cream and sprinkles on top that your whipped cream and your sprinkles. That's your high flying spots and your fucking, your punches. Now your cheap heat. Now that punch means so much more. Or like, fuck it. Your heat, Preach, like, man. <laughs> you know, where shit like that just makes more, I don't know. No, I agree with you 100%, man. What you just said, everything you just said is exactly what's missing, man, in today's professional wrestling. Like I said, not everywhere, but a lot of today's wrestlers just don't seem to understand, like you said earlier, the fucking fundamentals, man. And that's the all fundamentals you are the cool. fundamentals, man. Yeah. So this is a big thing that you'll see in fighting as well is, you know, the first thing people want to learn is like, like, bro, teach me the question mark. I'm like, no, no, no. Learn oh, how to stand. On. Learn yeah. how to move forward and backwards. Jab, jab, cross. Bro, the question mark kicked out, blah, blah, blah. I see so many knockouts with it. Bro. Yeah, but it's hard to, to like. People want to learn the cool shit. You go create a player on No Mercy when I was back in fucking, <laughs> when I was a kid. Bro, my guy did all the cool shit. I didn't fucking all the wild yeah. shit. He didn't have a, a regular. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fucking. Bro, my guy's doing a fucking some wild shit every single yeah, time. Fuck yeah. And that's how people treat their create a player mode in real life and i'm not saying <laughs> you can't have dope shit but i and i get that wanting to have all kinds of dope ass shit but it's just it's being a mark for yourself more than fucking putting Thank it out your business bro dude like, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head bro 100 percent. what you're saying everything you're saying is exactly how i feel man to a t and i thank you for that man because at least Look, man, you haven't even been in the business for the, for that fucking long, but you you get it. Well, I have, you know I've I mean? had fantastic people um, that I can look up to and ask questions to, and um, that have guided me in good places for um, like reading materials and so forth. So I've been really blessed to have um, really good guidance by a lot of people. You know, people see potential in me and they my desire to learn and and like go and I'll research this stuff. People tell me certain things. I start like looking into it and how proactive I am about. Um, you know, learning the stuff, you know. Um, well, you like are that. too. You're, you're literally like soaking everything up. It's like you're a student of the game right now, man. And that's how, how you should look into shit, you know. Yeah. So actually speaking of student of the game. So if I was, <laughs> if I'm doing like fighting and stuff where I'll take, depending on how big the fight is, anywhere between a six to 12 week fight camp somewhere. So I'm considering, not considering, I'm going to do the same thing, except I'm going to move down to Tampa for between probably six to eight weeks and I'll be training with Chris Silvio and um, Matt Seidel in Tampa, where awesome. I can train like 10 times a week, as opposed to L.A., where it's like three times a week. Go down there, focus on, and then hopefully by the time, you know, um, mid-January-ish, late January, I might be ready to start doing dark matches on primetime. Like, hopefully. Oh, that'd be awesome, bro. That'd I mean, be awesome. I just want to be prepared as soon as possible to have the opportunity to step inside the ring oh uh, and you will man you will you can see oh, that I know they're I kind of building you like that right. that way too man you know what i mean right. i mean i could see it myself yeah absolutely um and i just want to be as ready as possible so that when i do step inside there people are like god damn that kid's got a ton of potential i don't expect to be the best when i first come out but if people are like man that guy's got a ton of potential that's what i'm trying to and so to be as prepared as possible when that day comes. Um, I don't think it'll be that soon, 
But man, if I'm ready to start having dark matches in January, <laughs> if they want, if another couple months of building me, by the time I'm ready to start having matches, oh, I'm gonna be a fucking, I'm gonna be a very comfortable dude moving in there who's had a lot of in-depth understanding of of things to do and people like fucking wanting to see me do well and building me up and it'll be like five six months of building me as this combat sports analyst and yada 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 on the program where it could definitely make for and i'm really stoked that i've never debuted i've always been very cautious with my brand and and so i think it's building into something fucking dope in 2021 will be a big year and i'm hoping there's a big year for me you know oh no doubt you you grew, man, big time in 2020, bro. I've seen you go from the bottom to now, and it's been fast, bro. <laughs> like it really has, man. Like, I, and the thing is, you've got a great, like, you've got great people in your corner, man. You got nothing but the best around you, man. And it's awesome to see you grow, man. Like, it's 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 awesome just seeing that. It, it blows my mind, man. And I can I, see it. Like, I see. I it appreciate the love because I met you around no. that that whole drama when GP started, and that's when yeah, we yeah, first yeah. started chatting and stuff. And so you definitely see me. That was the very, very beginning of my introduction into the professional world, professional wrestling world, which um, might not have been the best, best initial. No, uh, I love that first man. impression no, on a handful of people. Um, but it definitely, I was definitely a memorable impression for a lot well, of people. F- funny you brought uh, that up. I've built a lot since then. <laughs> oh, you have, man. But funny you brought that up because I interviewed GGP a couple of weeks ago, right? And he brought up the the thing between you and him. And he's telling me, no, that was a shoot. It was a shoot. I'm like, come on, man. It was a way. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, it was a dead set shoot. He's adamant, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with it because he was dead set serious about it. He goes, look, you'll probably kick my ass, but, but you know, I was ready to go him, you know, and this and that. I'm like, all right. So it was legit. But I love that, man. Like, I, I do still want that to go somewhere in the future, man, because it'll be a good sort of like build up because it'll be like, Two years in the making, so, say. I'm a huge fan of kayfabe, so that you know. Oh fuck yeah! Of and course. The, my the thing that I the thing that I wanted still is is this shit real? And so that's, that's what you're be, asking. Man. If that's what you're asking, then fuck <laughs> yeah. It's it's real. That's what fuck I like it. to hear. Is it real? You tell me. Is it, it? That's it. That's all that matters, man. Because, and that's again, it's called fucking protecting the business, man. I want to be able to guess. Like, the fans should be able to be like, oh, no, this wasn't real, but that I mean, was fucking real. if you watched that man. video, bro, there was some fucking heat between us. Yeah. You tell I, me, I though, remember. I remember. Well, yeah, you know, you knew my initial reaction at first. I was about to whoop that dude's ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said that. He goes, look, I'm not going to – he goes, you'll probably whoop my ass, right? But but I would have gone him. I would have gone. If you wanted to do an MMA fight, I would have done an MMA fight. If you wanted a pro wrestling match, I would have done a pro wrestling match. I'm not scared of of him or anyone. I would have gone him even if he was. And that sounds like some of professional wrestler would say. <laughs> yeah, he dropped a promo, a nice one, man. <laughs> but he, but but he loves you, man, and he's got a lot of respect for GGP you. GGP earned my respect. I saw, I saw him at the show when he came out to Primetime Live, and I asked Marquez. I was like, because there's like that, and we hadn't seen each other since then. Um, oh no shit. So I asked Marquez. I was like, so we got a little history, you know, like. And GGP's right there, too. Like, you know, do you want me to bring that up? You want me to play it impartial, blah, blah, blah. And Dave Marquez looks at me and goes, well, <laughs> you want to say fuck GGP? You can say fuck GGP. If you don't want to say anything, you don't have to say anything. Oh, shit. Well, you did like, acknowledge it. I remember I when like, I was watching I, Yeah, so what I said was that GGP and I 
have had a run-in in the past, but I wasn't going to let that get in the way of my commentary tonight. That's but I'll say that he's got a set of cojones on. That's all I said. <laughs> Which yeah, I will stand over, 100% man. behind that statement. Oh. You know, he has a set of cojones on him. Him and I had a little run in the past. You know, he's, <laughs> he's got some balls on him. I, and I'll stand by that statement. That motherfucker has a set of balls on him. I, after that day, I, he's earned some of my respect. As a man <laughs> who, who ain't no bitch, I'll give him that. <laughs> now that's awesome, man. Well, I, I, he had a fantastic match, and I'm happy to see him. He did, man. Have him he being successful, did. and I hope that he comes back to, to primetime live. And maybe maybe if he's lucky enough and he can string together some wins, I'll shine his head up and fucking <laughs> shine his head up, put him in a headlock, and crank his neck a little bit. Speaking like of that, the headlock. I got a video. <laughs> I haven't dropped this yet, so I don't know if you've heard this, but so um, I have a finisher. I have, my finisher has been decided. Have I told you what it is? Yeah, I, I believe you have. <laughs> so it's, it's, I've got several of them, but the one that I'm talking about right now is going to be a headlock. And, bro, I've got a video of me busting a, a real watermelon in a fucking See, headlock. That's awesome. It was really, that's really awesome. hard to do. But busting oh, fuck. I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I'm a big boy. I'm going to slap GGP's ass in a headlock. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze that head till it turns green like a watermelon <laughs> and pops. What's gonna happen, GGP? So I oh, hope you shit. string together a few more wins with Primetime Live. Keep things on the cool with Dave Marquez, and maybe, maybe you will be lucky enough to get this ass whooping that I owe you, plus interest. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. Well, man, I do hope that actually ends up going down eventually, man. It has to, man. And it'll be awesome if it happened on on the United Wrestling Network, man. Imagine that. I mean, that's a perfect stage for that. And the build is all there. If they allowed you to to properly build it, literally like do it slowly, lead up to it, to the match, I could only imagine what you two could come right. up with, man. And I bet we could get some get that footage from Bumps and Bruises because if you watch that oh. footage, you can tell some shit was about to go down. Um, well, well, that was my that's my causes uh, promotion, isn't it? I think build it up, huh? You know, that's my causes. Yeah, that's Mike, uh, but I, I bet yeah. Mike would sell the sell the. Um, oh fuck yeah. The footage probably over to them or rights to it or, or for them to talk about his show. It being at where it's, it's good for everybody for content. For sure. And he wouldn't even that, hesitate. The big thing that I like about the United Wrestling Network is it's non-corporate wrestling. Meaning we fuck with everybody. AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, fucking Arizona Pro Wrestling. Like, bro, we fuck with everybody. You know, GGP, like NWA, we we have a great working relationship with everybody. So we can have all kinds of different people on all the time, which is fucking one of the things I love about the United Wrestling Network. And Same, you never man. know who's going to show up at our show. Davey Boy Smith just showed up the other day. Like, we got yeah, a that, bunch that of just me talent. And, dude, not only that, but people, you know, people talk about not wanting to pay like $7.99 each week. If you buy a bundle, it's like 24 bucks, which is like 6 bucks. But, dude, we have had the NWA women's title change hands. Thunder Rosa lost on our show. Yes, yes, so that's the TV right. title. Aaron Stevens lost the TV title to uh, – I'm sorry, not Aaron Stevens. Zicky Dice lost TV title to the Pope. Uh, Trevor yes, Murdoch won the U.S. Champion. title yep. over fucking Aaron Stevens. We had the I NWA heavyweight title uh, get defended on there. Well, we have had a lot of big matches with, with belts changing hands and – and top tier talent, you know, Eric Redbeard was in our world uh, tournament. Fred Rosser's in our world tournament. Mike Bennett, uh, like I said, Chris Dickinson. Yes. Well, yes. We just have a stacked talent from around the country, and you never know who we're going to have on there. Like, GGP was flown in from across the country. Where we just have 
tons of people. Max Caster is a kid who was with us who just got signed to AEW where you know we're a big platform He's showing right, a lot man. of the Dude, next yep. stars because we're fucking with everybody. All the big so we're non corporate so we can fuck with everybody. You know, um JR Trados guy who came on, he's been fucking crushing on New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. And now he's the NWA Tag Team Champion. Danny Limelight's another one of our studs, bro. He was on, been doing a bunch of these with AEW tonight. He's been doing AEW, Primetime Live, Championship Wrestling in Hollywood, New Japan. Bro, we have just had a fucking roster of fantastic talent from around, I mean, even the world. Yep. And because we're close to everybody, just never know who's going to show up on our show. And there's big surprises sometimes. Like I said, we've had a lot of title changes. And that's what's been refreshing about it, man. That's what I've enjoyed. I mean, just about everyone has been popping up, man. Like you said, David Boy Smith Jr., uh, Thunder Rosa was on there too, like defending, or she lost the title, right? Yeah, she had a couple actually, matches though. She had one with like Allison K. I want to say she came on twice. She lost it on her second one to Serena Deeds. She just. Yeah. Uh, competed for it again last night on uh, AEW. On Dynamite, yeah. Exactly. Um, I didn't see the match. I heard that it looks like they're trying to build an angle with Britt Baker, though, from what I, I understood. I was watching it actually just before we got on. Um, I didn't watch all of it. I paused it, but I think you're right. I did hear something about Britt Baker running in or some shit. The yeah, Thunder exactly. Rosa, man, she's the next big thing in women's wrestling, too, man. And hey, I saw her post a pic between you two, man. Yeah, bro, we we're really good friends. We did a photo shoot, bro. Yeah, go on my Instagram. We do we did some that's photo awesome. shoots where, um, bro, if we ever tag team, we'll be Thunderproof Troop. Like we've already talked about <laughs> that's awesome. Shit. I think she uh, wrote that or something similar yeah. on on the on her post. Yeah, I popped for that, man. That, yeah, that's pretty yeah, awesome. We're really close. I'm a, I'm actually really good friends with Mel. She's a fucking dope chick. Um, and at and so I met her. I didn't know who she was in wrestling. I knew who she was in fighting. I knew this wrestler came. Yeah, to she's fight. got an. Yep, she's got and I watched her fight, too. and I remember watching it and be like, damn, this chick has fucking heart. Because you, as a fighter, especially like when you're losing a fight, like what does the motherfucker do? Or do you, are you about to bitch out and quit, look for a way out, give up? Or do you keep fucking trucking and fighting and doing everything <laughs> you can to move forward and get that win? And she did, bro. And so I earned a lot of her respect. Then That's I met it. her at a championship wrestling Hollywood taping, and we're talking. And then I put two and two together that she's the girl that fought Combate who's the pro wrestler. And so then we start talking about fighting and blah, blah, blah. You know, we talked a good amount and fucking hit it off real well. She came to black house and trained. And, um, and since then we've just become been good friends. Anytime she's in town, we train together and stuff, but she's been one of the people where I remember I said, I've got some like veteran people that I can like talk to about ideas off. Yeah, she's yeah. been one of those people that's been extremely supportive of me and, um, that's awesome. And encouraging and stuff. So last time she was in town, we did a dope photo shoot where um, with those blue and red pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking dope. Um, she's an awesome chick, though. Super good chick. And I'm stoked to see her getting the recognition she deserves because she, she's probably my one of my favorite people to watch work. She's fucking Dude, badass. Right, right now, and I'm being dead serious, I think she's the best female professional wrestler right now, man, in my opinion. I, I agree. I agree. Like, you know? she, and, and she's really getting hot right now, man. Like, I mean, I'm yeah, telling so you, the one, sky's the limit for her. Yeah, one thing Ben Hameen said one day on a post to me that um, rings true is that belts are for people that can't get over. And it's Thunder Rosa got true. the belt and came out and crushed it, but she does not have the belt now. And she is still the most over fucking part by person. She's the talk of professional wrestling, you know? I agree. And so, man. like, when I, when I heard that and then I started seeing stuff like this, it's like, that's why – Bitch is over, super over. And that's why 
that she doesn't need the belt to be over. And like I see stuff like that, and it makes sense to me because of the work that she can put in in the ring is why she, why she's loved. It's not because she got some fucking shiny piece of jewelry. She had it for a while, but she need that to be the fucking dominant ass oh, kicker. Yeah, that's fucking exactly. putting ass in seats. I'm a huge Thunder Rosa fan. Well, that makes two of us, man. And like I said, I popped when I saw that peak, man. I thought that's awesome. Because I didn't see you. I didn't see it on your feet. I saw it from her. I'm in Facebook it. jail right now, so I got like another oh, twenty days. Again. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just, just going to stop fucking commenting fucking borderline <laughs> things that I shouldn't say. So here's this one. I think it was in Hameen Media Group that I, so there's like a video Javid posted, and it's like a, a white girl riding around on like a stick that has like a horse head on it, um, like right. pretending like through an obstacle course. And I commented, "Fucking white people." Bro, You're I'm a fucking white dude. And oh, like, boom, they slapped me with a 30-day suspension. And I was like, because wow. it was like two days after I got off for that for that one dude, I was like getting into it that I called a bitch. And they gave me a week <laughs> suspension for calling a dude a bitch. And this was on in the Hameen group. So no, fucking... no, the no. These are these are both on my regular page, but I think I oh, said the fucking enough. white people on on a post. And there might have been just a regular post review post, but no, I mean no, not it wasn't yeah. the Hameen media group that got me in trouble. I got myself in trouble. Oh, I was gonna say who was the fucking cunt that you know that reported you, man. Oh, I don't know if, if they. I was just like on probation, so they just watched everything I said. He's like, this was fresh out of Facebook jail. Watch him say something stupid. See what he says for the next couple of days. And they were just watching me and like a fucking white people like boom thirty days. That's bullshit, I don't really know. Man. I don't know how I don't know how it works, but how the fuck is that have... racist, dude? Like, come on, you're a white person fucking saying that, man. You know what I mean? I know, like, and it was like a half a joke too. Like, I wasn't like mad at white people for doing silly white people shit. Like, I get it. I'm a silly white person. Like, I talk to my dog and shit, but I mean, like, bitch, you're riding a wow. fucking stick with a horse head on it, pretending like it's a horse. Fucking white people. Okay, okay. Like, I'm a fucking white people though. Like, I. Whatever. I kid you not, dude. I've said fucking way worse than that, right? And I've never really fucking gotten into shit on Facebook. On Twitter, I've gotten my original account banned permanently. <laughs> yeah, literally. You can't say shit on Twitter, man. Which blows my mind because I don't want to get on the tangent, but I just want to bring up one thing. They allow like people like fucking ISIS to say their bullshit on Twitter, yet if you say something as a normal citizen, right, you, you get fucking... You know, you get ridiculed, man. What the fuck? That shit doesn't make sense to me, man. So social media is great, but it's a fucking cunt as well, you know? I use it as for a lot of my business stuff. That's why I'm like, I just need to shut the fuck up and stop <laughs> stop saying silly shit on the internet like fucking white people. I, Come just, on, need to, I just need to treat it like a business tool. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's not even that bad. To me, that's not that bad, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's just soft, mate. F- fucking Facebook, stop being soft. I agree. That's just bullshit. But anyhow, are you still planning on doing the MMA thing as well? Um, I mean, dude, with Biden coming in and California being oh, really strict shit. on things, yes, it doesn't look like we're going to have fights anytime soon here in um, California. Um, I don't really know. I would be potential. I know bare knuckle boxing is running stuff, and I was trying to chat with yes, them about seeing if I could work out that, a fight. Yeah. But it, I would only go fight for them if they wanted to try and work out a commentary position too on their shows. I'd fight sometimes, I'd do commentary. But so, I mean, I haven't really made anything happen with that. We briefly talked about it. Um, but I like fighting. Like, bro, I, I got to <laughs> the itch a little bit competing this weekend. Um, You've got a lot of energy too, man. So I could only imagine you'd want to... Yeah, and I'm, I'm very alpha. So like, I like to like fight things and yeah. like joke things and be dominant, you know? So like, I do want to <laughs> want to get into a 
some type of but at the same time if of pro wrestling is really where I think the majority of my future moving forward is. So it's, I'm kind of like uh, focusing on that as difficult as that may be. A I was going to ask you that. It seems not like difficult because I enjoy it, but it just, it's not the same thing as competitive training where like I do enjoy fucking rest, but at the same time I might be doing a good amount of that when I'm in, when I'm uh, doing my training in Tampa, you know, I don't really know. Yeah. Because I'm going to try and keep my style very shooty. I'm like, fucking a third of what I do is probably going to be on the mat, but probably not for a while. Like, I'll practice it, but... Well, you bring up an interesting point now, too. Like, what sort of... Uh, would you go, like, the the full-blown MMA gimmick? Like, wear the MMA shorts and nah, fuck stuff all like that. that to the ring? I'm going to be bulletproof. I'm not, I'm not trying to be the MMA guy. Like, bro, I'm not even going to ever really hit people. Very, And if I hit people. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to call it the hand grenade. It's going to be like a big <laughs> punch that I hit people. My, dude, my finishers are the hand grenade, the elbow, which will be like a spike elbow, um, which I can do like off the top rope or whatever, and the headlock. Hand grenades, elbows, and headlocks. Triple H, baby. This is the real <laughs> motherfucker changing the game. <laughs> awesome. Hand grenades, elbows, and headlocks. <laughs> elbows, fuck yeah. Elbows. Well, that's what. Would you go that traditional sort of you know resting tight look, or would you keep um, I it? I mean, like I'm not more... gonna get too crazy, probably with my appearance, at least not my entering appearance. Yeah, I've got some potential ideas for coming out. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, you know, I'm really probably trying to roll with a professional ass kicker, almost like I'm a contract killer, like. When I see the green, you know, you point them out and they're going to see black. You know? um, <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. Which I could always segue back into the when I see red, my opponent sees black. Like now it's now, <laughs> it's, now, now it's personal, motherfucker, where I always got things I could segue and build it up into. Um, uh, but the professional ass kicker where like I'm paid to beat people up. Um, I don't think I'll have anything too crazy with my, or my gear initially. But I don't really know. I don't fucking have any gear yet. I just fucking throw on bulletproof troop shorts. And a shirt and fucking knee pads. And that's like what I would get on the mat with and do jujitsu with. That's what I'd get in the ring and wrestle with. That's kind of who the fuck I am. But if I were actually wrestling, I'd probably not have a shirt on and stuff. I don't really know. I'm not. Oh, of course. No, no, no. I don't picture you wearing a shirt, man. No way. You've got too much of a fucking awesome body to like fucking not show it off. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I was told before, too. And like, you're definitely definitely not wearing it because um, I I can't picture that. Superhero armor that. that was made. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. armor. You've showed me yeah, that. It's ready me. anytime, yeah. and it'd probably be something dope that I'd walk out with. I've got this sick ass baseball bat that has like an AR 15 rail on it. I got my grenade chainsaw. <laughs> oh, I had awesome. this dope armor where I could come out looking like a superhero video game character, kind of, and just take all that shit off. Then I get back. Then I get in the ring, you know, but just rock that shit basically from down the ramp and take it off just to be a dope appearance as I come to the ring. But I think most of the time I'll be in a fucking suit outside the ring. Like I'm a professional ass kicker. Well, that reminds me, man. I, I think your promos with other with other wrestlers would be fucking awesome, especially like even if you were a heel or babyface, right? I think your promos would be fucking awesome. I mean, I love your MMA promos, man. That's why I think you in professional wrestling too, with the way you talk, you're a natural man, and I think you'd be one amusing cat, dude. Like, Thanks. I- I have fun with it, you know, and um, one of the things that I'm really lucky with right now is that Dave Marquez trusts me and my creativity with a live microphone, and I can say whatever the fuck I want. They don't babysit me. They don't spoon feed me. They might bring something up or be like, put this over or, but I mean, they're not like, I don't have a script. And a lot of times people hear me say stuff and they're like, be reading that off a script. I was asked that earlier today. It's like, no, they, they let me say whatever I want to say. Like, I didn't. 
And you can you know, tell so having that opportunity so. now is really cool because at some point I would like to have that same opportunity with a much, much louder microphone in my hand. Um, <laughs> you know, and ideally, man, doing this commentary for pro wrestling, I could do if I did like 75% of my career was doing commentary, I'd be totally okay with that. And then it make my in-ring stuff really special, much bigger deal. You know, and I think that it, I can build myself and storylines from the commentary table and I can be, a, I could do that a lot more often. And then, like I said, when it brings me from behind the table, it's over a much bigger deal than just, I'm a guy who wrestles every week because I wrestle every week. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but just a certain skill set that I have that I think I could be the biggest benefit to the show and, and sell the most seats, you know, because if my... If my in-ring appearances are like big ass deal things now, people, it's a it's more special. Just like we were saying earlier with like finishers, like the less often you see it, the more the bigger of a deal it is. The less time. Yeah, Same thing with myself. I'm in the ring less often, but people are still hearing me in their ear. I'm staying extremely relevant, and still every match I'm getting a shine as being this combat sports expert. I'm still shining, even if I'm not in the ring as this expert. And then when I do have to get in the ring, and I just look super good against these people. You know, I think that it could be um, a recipe for a very long, successful, and impactful career. Well, put it this way. I'm all the way in fucking Australia, right? And I feel your presence and and you coming up, man. Like, believe me, you've got momentum right now, man. Even if you're not in the ring yet, there's a real hype about you, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited. I'm just... Yeah, I'm not in any crazy hurry. I like the pace things are going and the th- the way things are building and the things are happening. Um, you know, I'm not like, a, like I said, a crazy hurry to debut. I want to, when I come out, look really sharp. I want to be ready for when that day comes. Um, I like that slow build anyway, man. I think it's great that you're doing that. Like, let people be intrigued, you know? Exactly. You know, and then it's a bigger, it's, come on, like, what's the deal with this? Like Exactly, yep. You know, until until that happens. But it's been I'm enjoying it, you know, and I'm surrounding myself with a lot of people that are are wise in the business to give me fucking good advice, you know, and then I I listen to it all. I I listen to it. I apply it. I look at times where it makes sense, like what Ben said about the belts. And then I mentioned it with Thunder Rosa. Like I look at times where I can see what they mean by that so I can really understand like what the concept behind the words that they're saying is, you know. And I think that because I try and do that, it gives me a great ability to understand this, a lot of stuff in the business or apply it where I'm like talking about why I want to have such simple, basic matches, you know, but it's because I've heard all this stuff and I can understand like the concepts behind the less is more and why is less Fuck more, yes, you know, exactly. where it makes sense. But I can, I can, I can thank that in my academic background, having a college degree, but more importantly, having fantastic coaches that are able to put it down in a way for me to pick up. Cause you might be a fucking whoever like wwe world champ but can you explain to somebody how to fucking coach them into doing something better exactly. or whatever it may be and Not i love everyone have, do it, man. have guys that are fantastic coaches that have really are teaching me in a, in a great way and then also giving me other resources and not being like no this is the only way to do things like oh look go read books like check this out like yep. expand your mind look around try different styles of wrestling you know because i've had great people behind me saying things like that you know um and that's just the technical side but all the character side and, and all that stuff where it's just, I've had fantastic um, guidance and, and assistance and development and, and coaching. So I, I can't take all the credit for where I'm at. You know, obviously I've put in a lot of hard work, but it's always a team effort and a fucking building effort, you know, and there's a lot of people who have been preparing me for this moment or helping me get to where I'm at and continuing to help me get where I'm going. 
you know, shout out to all them, Chris Silvio, Aaron Stevens, uh, Dave Marquez, especially Dave Marquez, man. Dave Marquez has really given me a ton of big opportunities. Joey Chaos and Mongo Santino from the Santino Brothers. Um, you were training you there as I mean? well, weren't you? Yeah. You know, I mean, even things like Ben Hameen giving us the, the Cage Theory podcast with me and Javidin. And sure. uh, and Hartnett, like where I've just gotten better at talking and putting myself in these positions and being this, this expert in combat sports, where even things like that that aren't necessarily directly connected have absolutely had a big impact on me finding my success and my stride and improving at public speaking or talking about why I feel a certain way about something. You know, um, there's just been so many people that have, have helped with it, and it's. It's a fucking dope journey, and I'm and I'm and I'm enjoying the process of getting there. Where I, I was kind of in a hurry before, where now I'm that, like yep. fucking stoked, and I'm like soaking it up. And now I'm like I'm getting this. I get what's going on. I might not be the best at, at all the moves yet, but I understand a lot of this, and like the storytelling and the buildup and like storylines, and um, you know, and I'm and I'm enjoying it. I'll tell you some storyline stuff when we get off the air. There's some there's uh, some off the record stuff that we could chat about. <laughs> Well, before we actually end it, because I can't believe we've already done it now, I'm like, shit, where did time go? But um, what was going to say, do you feel like pressure at all to to live up to everybody's expectations and stuff? Um, you know, I'm a big pressure performer. Um, I get in the cage and fight people on TV and things like that. I feel like pressure situations bring the best out of me, just like this tournament that I had this past weekend where the yeah. first match I had was fucking probably the toughest in competition match I've ever had in my life. And it probably brought the best performance out of me as a result. Um, I like pressure. I feel like I step up, but I also feel like I'm confident and excited for him because I prepare. If you were to just be like, boop, and threw me in and I just like, Hey bro, you got a tournament right now. Go get on the mat. It'd be different than me knowing (laughs) five weeks ahead of time. And then I busted my ass to go in there and fucking be ready for that. You know? So I don't mind pressure. I just know that, the more I prepare, the luckier I seem to get. So I just fucking prepare for opportunities that I have. And do I feel like there's pressure and stuff? I feel like that everybody recognizes there's a fuckload of potential. And I know there's a lot of things that I got to do to fucking really probably meet the potential that other people see me, but I'm willing to put in the fucking work. So does it, it doesn't pressure me in a bad way. If anything, I'd say it kind of excites me, you know, and like for sure. people, people, when they feel, you know, excited or scared it's a very similar thing because when your body goes into you have two modes fight or flight or rest and digest when your body's yeah. hit with a challenge you go into digest, like the fight or flight which is your body your heart rate starts going faster you start breathing faster yeah. your body's ready to potentially perform in some type of way and you whenever you get stressed out especially a big opportunity fuck you might be late for work and your body's like oh shit Ah, oh, shit. I know the worst. Yeah. Where, but and you start taking that to a bigger level. But the thing is, is how are you going to sit there and, and convince your mind of that in a certain situation? Where if my heart's starting to beat and stuff, am I getting excited or am I getting scared? If I'm like, oh god, oh god, fuck, I, I might start story. getting scared. My mind might be like, oh god, oh god. That's because you're thinking about it. the more you think like that, then you know your mind but takes over, man. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh boy, it's about time. <laughs> about time on the mat. I'm about to rip this motherfucker's arm off. <laughs> oh awesome. yeah but i mean am I excited shit. or am i scared like <laughs> so the difference in those is is really a, a mental a conscious approach in my opinion yeah. about where i think this is gonna go and i know that i'm very confident that i'm gonna get out there and perform and i'm going to be very positive 
and optimistic about that because I prepared for that. Not just like, fuck it, I could do anything. I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to take, I'm going to go out there and do my best with any opportunity. But fuck, I think I'm going to do pretty well because I prepared myself for fucking a lot of different types of opportunities sure, or sure. challenges to, to come up. But I like pressure. Um, do I feel like there's a lot of pressure? I wouldn't say pressure. I would feel like there's a lot of people like, let's see what this kid's got. That's where I would say I'm at. And especially the people that don't, you know, know you properly or anything like that, and they're starting to hear about you, for sure. Like, what's this kid all about? Let's see what this kid can do. And the more people I'm, I'm talking about, like, or people come on the show and they're like, bro, your commentary is fucking dope. Like, people from out of town are, you know, I'm talking to them or, or things like that. And we're talking, and um, I show my my headlock video and talk about how and like, yeah. bro, it's fucking dope. Like, and I'm talking like you're fucking talking to trevor murdoch and he's loving my water like bro the headlock i can That's imagine shit. and i'm just like damn i'm getting put over right now huge by fucking That's trevor awesome. murdoch and i've never even had a fucking match that's awesome you know? dude. Um, but do i think there's a lot of pressure i think that on it i'm i'm up for the challenge and i believe in myself and my ability to go out there and make some fucking awesome shit happen um and i'm excited to be able to do it and the reason I have all that confidence and stuff is because I feel like I'm really educating myself on a lot of, con- like I said, concepts, not just uh, you have, man. Not just regurgitating an idea, but like, why is, what is less is more mean? Why? And then I start looking at a bunch of different guys, 10 times someone's on the top rope, fucking each time it's diminished, like, fuck, you go up one. So like, where you can start applying the less is more, like. When you sneak that one fucking back elbow, and now it's a pain. now the face or the real eye, motherfucker, it's like that. Yeah, like bro, that one elbow, you don't have to do four elbow, four like exactly. You know, less man. Is I start looking how to apply these concepts, and I because I feel like I'm getting this type of coaching and understanding for the game, and you are, I feel yeah. like my potential is fucking very very high. So is there like a is there pressure? I wouldn't say pressure. I would say I'm excited. I mean, is there pressure? Maybe, but I'm not worried or anxious about it. I'm excited about it because, because I know I'm going to go out there and give it my fucking all. That's the one thing I know, you know, I'll go out there and I'll give it a fucking 110% of my effort. For sure. And that's what I love about you, bro. I'm excited about it. No, that's, that's crazy, man. That's awesome. Well, Blake, I mean, geez, we've already done it now. I mean, do you still have any more time or? I'm, I'm just chilling, bro. I got shit to do. So you're cool. You got no I shit to do? I want to keep chatting. I got time. I ain't doing shit. Oh, right. I took this right. week off, bro, because I competed. It was out in Maryland, big tournament, big win. So I was like, I'm taking this week off. I've been working on my website today. But the other day, I had just like finished my last edit thing for it. And then you're like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, fucking chilling. Oh, that was cool. That was cool, man. Like, I, I like how we just straight away yeah, do you want to do it let's do it bang you know i, I would have loved my co-host to be here because he, he's real good at doing like i'm telling you he would have made you look like a million bucks in the intro man that's how good he does he does the intro parts but um but that's all right i mean no biggie bro well, i'm time, always yeah. down to come on i like to talk and fucking bullshit and i love that man so yeah. hey, I, I i i love talking myself you know what i mean but but you're you you're awesome to have on anyway, and I love I love your insights, man. Like I love the way you fucking think, because there's not many of your kind. I feel at the moment, man. Less is more, for example. You know, most people think less is more, and that's that, right? They won't even go any deeper than that. You, man, you full on think like why, you know, why does it make sense? 
and you you think about it and and you come to that conclusion that it does fucking make sense you know other people think no i've got a fucking 450 850 10 20 fucking whatever right you know I appreciate. Well, I ain't gonna hate on those people. Man. I'm just saying, I'm no, gonna no, let them no. cut their career short doing it, you know? Because well, that's it. I can hurt myself it. throwing on headlocks yep. and hand grenades <laughs> and simple shit. Like especially if I'm fucking able to take a lot of my own bumps. But man, if you're doing shit off the top ropes, you better be coming down clean every. I'm like, I like watching shit like that too. I'm not gonna say I don't, but no, me too for man. sure. And I'm not even talking about from my fandom perspective because I enjoy a great athletic sort of matchup, you know. In the ring, my, my my thing is if you notice, like with the masses, man, and I mean like your casual fan. Fuck, sorry about my neighbours, by the way. Um, yeah, if you can hear them, they're going crazy. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fucking um, that really threw me off. But like I was saying, man, fucking, I appreciate that you appreciate the fucking art of professional wrestling, man. And that was my point. About the casual fan. The casual fan, do you feel like with today's wrestling, with, with all your athletic styles and all that, the fact that there's not as many clear heels and baby faces in a way and everything is like a tweener sort of thing, do you feel that affects the product overall to, to get to the masses? I I don't I watch necessarily one. enough WWE and, and so forth to comment specifically on things like that or the, enough of the heels and faces. Yeah. I would say one of the things that might impact that dynamic a little bit is I don't think people want heat. I think in the cancel culture era, people are oh, fucking terrified bad. of heat or doing things. Oh, and my I think God. That, and a lot of character development now is on social media. What you do outside of – because you can get heat in the ring, um, which I'll get into next. But I think that people are really – that's one of the reasons we see less heels is because – Bro, it's easy to push people's buttons on social media. Next thing oh, you know, you get God. reported and this and that. Where I think people fear that. And, bro, you can get cancel culture real quick. And not it's that amazing. A, and, like, sometimes I think it's warranted. Like, bro, there's sexual predators out there getting – I get yeah. that. But For at the sure. same time, fuck, not everybody I think that's getting canceled necessarily fucking probably deserve to get canceled. I'm not talking about anybody specific or no, gauging no, what's no. worthy or not. But, you know, I think that's a reason why we don't see as many heels. I think another thing is, too, is people like being fucking a cool guy doing flips and doing the wild shit because all their friends are like, whoa, and that's highlight that's, reel stuff. And highlight yeah. reel shit's cool. But the thing is, it looks cool on a highlight reel. If, if every time you come out and it's like a highlight reel, then shit just gets – like you just it gets hard to build up anything. <laughs> other third one – is fucking people aren't really sure how to get anything besides cheap heat. I think that oh, fucking kind of getting I over that somebody shit, bro. in a match or not <laughs> being able to get enough out of out of some of their heat. Like, dude, Shawn Michaels could get fucking really good heat. Like, you know, where people aren't able to get as much of that heat out of antics and things like that or, or like little cheap moves. Um, they do it with like cheap heat. Like, oh, the Lakers shuck, oh. boo. <laughs> like, where it's I just – because anybody I mean, can I do that shit. I get man. it, but if you just don't know any better, you don't know any better. Like, and I'm not mad at that. I just think it's a lack of. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even no, touch. Right. Which I think that I, know I think it's a handful of things like that where people rather be like, "What's up, Bobby? Who saw the Lakers win last night? Yeah, everyone wants to be that guy. Who wants to fucking walk in the room and be like, boo? It takes a certain person. You know, I just think people are scared to be that person as well, which is unfortunate because That's I think it, wrestling really requires that. 
that dynamic fun. of of good guy bad guy not necessarily it every does. single match needs to be naturally no, bad but but you know i think the guy who's gonna fucking cut a corner and, and in my opinion a heel doesn't even necessarily have to be a quote-unquote bad guy he just needs to be willing to cut some corners to win like and that's you know, the whole but, point, but yeah. you know, like shit, you know, I was getting my ass kicked. Bam! I fucking caught the dude. Now I'm jumping on him. Now I got him in a submission. Like, judge me, motherfucker. He was kicked my ass. <laughs> Fuck you. Why don't you get in here? And then denied anyway. Better I'm way to do that. Like, you know, you hit something <laughs> like that. People, like, why don't you get in here? Like, fuck off. <laughs> you know, like where that's instead of where people just like stand on the side and they're like, hey man, fuck you. Like, <laughs> but bam, if if you're getting your ass kicked and you catch the fucking face, boom. And fucking put him down and something like that, and people are like, oh, but you know, now I'm gonna talk shit back. I'm like, man, fuck, fuck you know, yeah. it's not that I'm a bad guy, but probably we'll just fucking he's beating my ass. What you want me to do? <laughs> exactly. You know, fuck this guy. Common sense, man. It's just common sense, true. But you know, you... it's not necessarily good guy, bad guy, but it's like motherfucker, you know, boom, I fucking roll you up and I fucking grab your shorts because I'm. <laughs> I might not be a fucking like dirty cheater trying to punch you in the nuts, but I'm. But you're I'm gonna win. To win. Yeah, fuck I'm, you. I'm trying to win, bro. Like I'm, I gotta cut some. You out wrestling me, man. Like, well, look at Eddie know, Guerrero, right? Who on it? You know, like where it doesn't have to always be like the fuck you crazy bad guy heel either, or like the totally over the top disrespectful. Oh, like, yeah. you just, it's just enough to like, you know, man. You can even be a good guy who starts boom, and I'm gonna do. It. I gotta kind of gotta do what I gotta do, you know, or like. Well, suck Eddie Guerrero. Hey, he used to be. He was a baby face and a red <laughs> and a red hot baby face. But he'd cheat to win. That was his motto, right? Yeah, so, that's exactly you know? what like, You know, kind of a good guy cheating. To, I mean, he was yeah. – he had bad guy antics, but people loved him because that motherfucker yeah, had it. fantastic fundamental wrestling. Bro, you <laughs> want him and walking out there and fucking wrestle. Incredible. Because both those guys knew okay. fundamental wrestling, and that's like the style of wrestling I want to see more of. You know Me why too. he could cheat to win in there? Because that motherfucker knew how to wrestle, and he knew where to <laughs> sneak that little cheap move Fuck in. Yes. And because he had an understanding of fundamental wrestling, now he could do his little, you know, and then that spawned his creativity into doing all kinds of other things. But he understood how to sneak it in and then found all types of creative ways to sneak, like banging the chair. Given that's the guy's going to do fundamental wrestling, it opened his mind up to sneaking moves in. How else can I sneak some shit in? And it evolved into something as pro wrestling as that that's still used today by people, which is awesome psychology. It fucking is. It really is. It's 101, man. It's pro wrestling 101. Again, back to those fundamentals, man, you know. But you bring up an interesting point before about social media, what I wanted to ask you. I wanted to get your take on. But um, what, what do you think of, um, like, wrestlers, like, breaking kayfabe completely, like, on the internet by having video game channels on Twitch? You know, um, like do, do, do you think I think that... by breaking kayfabe, I think it depends on the severity of the kayfabe breaking. I think if it's two guys, if that fucking have like um have like this really dramatic beef or something, and then you see them fucking hanging out at the fucking oh. pool together, <laughs> yeah. that would really, bro, like, come on, man, like it's a simple <laughs> thing like that. Or is it 100%. Zicky Dice? Not being Zicky Dice on his Twitch channel. I mean, Zicky Dice is, to, but you know, if it's, you know, fucking, if Bulletproof Troop was just Blake Troop on his Twitch channel, would I have a problem with that level of breaking kayfabe? Nah. But I mean, I'm a fan of kayfabe, and I think that the death of kayfabe is a big reason why the business is taking a yes. lot less seriously. Thank you. My dramas you. are taken less serious and so forth. You know, big, 
when there's like fucking drama, like the last time we saw like a really big kind of kayfabe angle is Ronda Rousey fucking uh, Becky Lynch. And that shit yep. was a WWE main event. I would, oh, no, I would like more kayfabe. And the is this shit real is what they were kind of shooting. Felt, it felt I, legit, I was, man. Yeah, no, for real, you're right. You know, and is it legit? Who knows? I mean, I'm was sure there legit? is some sort of uh, animosity just because Ronda Rousey's, you know, come from MMA. I could just see it. Like, it's just it plus, always you know, kind of makes the best, the best story if there is a little drama, oh, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I, I loved it, man. Like, a lot of people shat on it for some reason. Personally, I even felt, even when Becky Lynch won, I still felt it was believable, even though I know it's Ronda Rousey, right? But I could still, like, you know, suspend my fucking disbelief on shit, you know? It well, it's a story. Legit. They told the fucking story, man. That's the important thing. Whether it's a, whether they believe it or not, they told a story that was entertaining <clears throat> because, fuck, we might have – sometimes you're like, man, they, there might be shit that might be real between these two, you know? Like, But they told a fantastic story, and that's what it comes down like is being able to tell this story of when this when this clash happens and what the aftermath is. And, and like having a whole story out of it, like, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of big build-up stories, too. Like, if you me only have too, eight man. minutes to tell a story, it's a lot more difficult. Given if it's, like, me against a guy who's, like, 5'3 and 135 pounds, yeah, we could tell David versus Goliath's <laughs> story, however it ends up going. <laughs> yeah. If you got fucking 15 programs to have a storyline that builds up and maybe three or four p- matches in there where there's a handful of promo, man, you could tell a fucking badass story. That Fuck climaxes is. into, you know, might be a back and forth, this or that, or one, why one person wants to get the other one and then fi- trying to get there until, until that fucking kind of, until you see they're going to clash, like maybe fucking this other dude keeps sneak attacking this motherfucker. And he's <laughs> like, oh, one day I'm going to get this full. Like, I, you know, I don't know. You know, they get beat up before the fight. Now his knees hurt. How's he going to, is he really going to be able to beat the little dude, even though he's bigger? Like, <laughs> well, there's a lot more, if you can tell a story where people are going to get invested in it instead of just fucking coming out and doing some cool moves, you know? Well, not that, that I don't like cool moves. If you can, if you can tell a story and use cool moves to tell the story. That's right, man. I mean, fuck, what's so hard about, I mean, it's hard, don't get me wrong, but what's so hard about fucking doing that, you know? Like, why can't we go back to a more fucking traditional sort of base? Like I said, the kayfabe is the real issue, though. I don't care that wrestlers do their Twitch thing and stuff like that. I'm looking at it from a bigger aspect now. I'm looking at it, like I said, from a casual fan's aspect and, and shit like that. They're going to be thinking, how am I supposed to invest in someone like this when, like, Rusev is a good example, right? You know, he's some big, badass Bulgarian brute, right? But then you see him on Twitch fucking showing off his PS5 and and his wife and they're fucking doing tiktok videos you know you, you know what i'm saying like i agree so that was one thing where people were like with the third parties for the wwe and then being like i can't believe they're taking this from the wrestlers i can understand oh, the yes, wrestlers yes. being mad but i can also understand vince or somebody who's like bro Fuck braun yes. Strowman, i have made you into this fucking monster exactly you doing like a little fucking funny <laughs> rabbit hair or oh funny my rabbit God. Fucking thing and like oh. little tight whities on, like motherfucker, you're my monster. You're not a little bunny rabbit. Like I, I can't understand his frustration behind that too. Same, I don't think man. taking, I don't think taking it away from them was the right choice. But I think him being like, listen, on that channel, I don't give a fuck. I have built this character. You're Braun fuck Strowman it. on that channel. Yep. You're not whatever's or whoever or Rus- You're Rusev on there. You're not fucking whatever Rusev does. That's you know like 
I, I feel you on that one because it defeats the purpose of. It of does. It, kind of. it fucking does. And you brought up a, actually a great point because now that I thought about it, the way you put it, it's exactly why Vince would want to take away this fucking shit, man. Because exactly like you said, he fucking created this monster. millions of dollars and years of television time into making you a scary motherfucker, and you're on the internet looking like a male Playboy bunny, <laughs> like a fucking 350 pound, like. Bro, Ugh. no, like, and like, I get, I get things like that, you know, but I don't think taking it away was the right thing. I think being a little bit more. Well, how do you work it? You know what I mean? Like, I how, don't really know. I don't have, yeah, I don't exactly. have the answer because it. it's, it's not really their place. At the same, like, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but yeah, it's, that's, that's the thing subject. with the social media agent. Everything's changing and, you know, um, I don't know what the answers are. You know, and I don't, but like I said, I don't think taking that from the wrestlers is the right thing. I yeah. think that wrestlers going out there and making that creative stuff happen is, is their shit, you know? Um, but that's not here nor there. I don't know. But I can yeah, see why. I, I'm not a fan of, I like kayfabe personally. So if I, if there's a dramatic beef between two people and then I see them lounging at the pool on an Instagram, I mean, and I'm not going to say I'm going to take the, the beef less serious, but it definitely doesn't reflect great upon the sport because I mean, if you saw Connor or could uh, Conor McGregor throw that thing through the bus, yeah, and then yeah, the next exactly. day, Bieber fucking at the fucking yeah. GM at the pole or whatever. Like I, I wouldn't have been as invested in that matchup that they eventually had. It just I wouldn't agree a hundred percent, and that's and that's pro wrestling fucking promoting right there. Shoot or not, like that shit. Like I don't know if it was it was a shoot. Apparently it was, but Conor's not an idiot either. He would have done that for fucking attention. You know, what I mean, for smart. Um, I'm not surprised. You know, I think that was all a shoot. I don't think the UFC would have put that. I think there's just too much medical risk liability. Oh no, no, no. I know, but I think he done it for a reason though. There was more. Oh to yeah, it. I think yeah, yeah, he's yeah. One of the best fucking um, promoters or like marketers in the game for, for him yeah. having shit coming up. But but it goes to the kayfabe thing. Is man, if if they were chilling, like it would just and given that's fighting and not pro wrestling, and people know pro wrestling's not real, but like at the same time, like. Fuck the business, right? I'm like, <laughs> that's how that's you know, fuck the business. It is what it is, yeah. You know, like I'm gonna do my personal life. You know, that's why you probably won't see me hanging out with anybody that I don't like on my social media. Oh fuck! And but again, you do shit right, man. Regardless, even if you're friends with, him, you're not gonna fucking tell everyone you're friends with your rival. You know what I'm saying? That's all, man. Is that really hard for? for people to do these days i mean it's not too much to, to ask right i mean just have some respect for the business just a little bit and things would be cool i think you know but i mean that's, that's, that's what i talk it up to is, is a lack of some respect for the business but then, then again i'm fucking green as fuck i haven't even had a match so i but see you just well, fucking said it though sitting there saying these things you know like but but you said it yourself you you know you said you're green but you get it bro like you've got enough respect for the business not to do stupid shit and you're green like you said i mean fuck if you can fucking get it if you respect it if you understand it why is it so hard for fucking veterans to get it these days you know that that's i mean that's my problem they they just grew up in an era where kayfabe was it had been exposed already you know like it's not the cat's out of the bag you know so it's i get i get that that's one of those ones i would say it's it doesn't 
think go back, but then again, I think that when it fucking pops up, it's going to be a lot more of a big deal, you know? When we see these kayfabe storylines, I think that, or kayfabe storylines, I think that they'll make bigger impacts because you're, oh shit, oh shit, what about this? And that's what Brock Lesnar brings to the table, man. You know, he's one of the few that fucking stays staunch, you know? Doesn't fucking, you don't see him hanging out with, you know, whoever, like, you know, on a rare occasion you might, but it's pretty rare, you know? The point is, he looks like a killer. He's a badass. He looks like he'll break you in half, you know? He doesn't look like he likes anybody either. You know? He doesn't even sit there on fucking social media, like, doing video game fucking channels, you know? That's that's all, yeah. Like, that's just my problem with today's stuff. But at the same time, I, I don't watch it from that aspect. I look at it, like I said, from a whole... I'm looking at it from your casual fan perspective too, you know? It's them that you need to bring back, you know? Plus, the COVID thing doesn't help. Not having fans in the building, I think, really affects the product because it's hard. I don't to know, of, man. You like, don't we've think... been doing primetime live without audiences, and I enjoy watching that more than I like. Bro, I really enjoy it. Check out primetime live, man. Fucking oh, it's... no, I do. I do. No doubt. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy professional wrestling with that, but I just feel like there's something missing. Like, I agree I there's know, something man. missing. I still enjoy it, but I definitely agree that something's missing because the energy of the crowd is a it's is a big, a thing, big part. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that something's something's missing. But I mean, I'm enjoy, I'm enjoying it. You know, um, primetime live is fantastic studio wrestling. Um, I think Good that job. not having the crowd brings a, a couple of different en- new entities to it. I think commentary is significantly more important oh, now. Oh fuck yes, yeah. Because there's not a crowd to put over moves. No. There has to be commentary. Exactly. And, um, that sound gets it has to be filled by something. That sound and emotion are building it up because it can't. Crowds are like, whoa. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know? So there's a lot more emphasis on the commentators bringing the emotion to it, building things up, putting things over, um, and so forth. And another thing is I think that you can have a more intimate interaction between the two competitors because if they're yelling at each other or talking shit or talking to the ref, you, you can, can hear, hear all of that, yep. you know, um, because there's not a crowd drowning it out. There's fucking microphones right there, you know, so if a dude's fucking got him on the neck, fucking on the ropes, <laughs> to, you know, throw, hitting him the big boss man, fucking choking him, you know, you can hear the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you can. The dude's you talking. Can it's a much more intimate a vantage point as opposed to having a crowd you know you might not be able to hear as much of that um so i'm a fan of it because because you can get some more of that um those vocals and um and as well as the commentary being a a bigger part of building the match and putting the match over because i do combat sports analysis it gives me a little more time as well where i can talk about like man you know he's a small guy he needs to use his agility to stay away because if we had so let's say hammerstone against a guy named ej sparks Hammerstone is a big fucking monster. EJ Sparks is a little agile dude. Fantastic kicks. He needs to use his agility to stay away. Because if every time at the end of these exchanges, he needs to escape. Because if Hammerstone is able to attach to him, he's going to pick EJ up and slam him down. And probably a continue onslaught until EJ Sparks can break free again. Bam. And that's basically what happens in the match. Because yep. as you can imagine, the little dude don't want to get caught by the motherfucking big dude. And I can <laughs> tell the story of what's going on now because there's these bigger breaks. Eventually, big dude catches him, smashes him around a little. Little dude yeah. breaks away, and like this is the story of where you can watch a come a potential comeback, you know, or so forth, and tell it all. Um, so I like to not having a crowd because it it'll I think opens up 
my per my particular ability to tell more help tell with the story of what's going on in the ring with the moves being used or so forth so that's another reason why i like not having a crowd there um so kind of gets kind of good for me and it kind of helps my job for sure for sure and plus less distractions too but uh that brings me to another point do you think this covid shit right like this covid era that we that we're in right now do you think the days of fans meeting professional wrestlers and shaking their hands are over, man? You know, it wouldn't surprise me in this day and age if shaking hands is over. I don't really know, man. It's a tough time to tell, particularly here in America with Biden coming in. I think if Trump came in, I think there'd be a lot of uh, reduced restrictions on masks and so forth. With yeah. Biden coming in, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, and I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to say one way or the other what I think should or shouldn't be going on. Because yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know. I can just say the direction I think that things are going to head. I think that we're it look in L.A. We're going on. We're getting a starting Saturday night from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. where we're not allowed out. And it wouldn't surprise me if we get locked down for six to eight weeks out here. Um, yeah, everyone's so saying I'm, that now, man. I'm going to Tampa, and Tampa is like pretty much wide open. Um, That's Biden true. saying he's going to do like national lockdowns when he comes in, but Biden doesn't become president until mid-January. So yeah, we'll, well, see, we'll see what the fuck happens by then, you know. Um, I'll be in Tampa if there's fucking nationwide lockdowns. I don't know if he can enforce that in Florida, and Florida's kind of just like doesn't think it exists. Um, which I think it exists. I've had it. It wasn't bad. Um, yeah, that's right. You did. No, but I if I need yeah. to fuck, go get my job done and I need to be somewhere fucking making things happen, then Florida's probably the best place that I can be, which is why I'm headed there. Um, speaking of which, WWE moved all of their tapings to Tampa's Thunderdome or whatever. Ball? Oh, yeah. yeah. To a ballpark, so, apparently, now. Tampa, too, so. Yeah opportunities may open because that means that there's probably going to be a lot of wwe brass in town regularly in tampa and i'll be living there so who knows well, that they, may or may open up well interesting that you brought that up because they're moving right now they're in orlando based at the amway center i think and uh now as of today i don't know when this starts though i think from sometime in december they're moving to to a ballpark uh i think it's the it's tampa's tampa. yeah yeah yep. Tampa's baseball stadium, right? So I'm thinking, yep. if they're not going to have any fans, why in such a big place unless they're going to bring in fans? You'd think, I right? I think it's because it's outdoor, but I don't really know. Yeah, it's strange. Strange fucking thing. Because, I mean, why pay all that money for, like, for nothing? Like, no people. But interesting. Hopefully there is some sort of fans. But you're the only one out of all the professional wrestlers or athletes that I've interviewed, everyone thinks it will go back to normal. But I'm with you, dude. I don't fucking see it. I I just think the days of even, you know, when the wrestlers would come in and have all the fans on the sides and, you know, everyone slapping hands and shit. I don't think you'll even see that shit happen anymore, man. Yeah. It might be a while until it gets back to that. You know, they talk about vaccines, this and that. But I honestly don't think that. I think we should leave it at that, man. But is there anything you want to, like, plug before we go for now? Yeah, come on over to BulletproofTroop.com, pick up some merch. The website should be up any day now, so if it's not up when you go by, it'll be up in about a couple days. Um, you can swing over to at Bulletproof Troop on Instagram or at Big Troop 22 on Twitter. Uh, BulletproofTroop.com for some merch. I mentioned that. Shout out to Jimmy for bringing me on. Shout out to the Hameen uh, Media thanks, Group. Um, and if you guys ever want to hear me do some of my combat sports analysis for combat sports, I have my own um, uh 
podcast with several co-hosts. Um, it's called Cage Theory with my boy JB and John Hartnett. We break down all the fights coming up. We break them down after they happen. We give you your best uh, betting odds. Again, that's Cage Theory. You can find that on the Humming Media platform or over at Sports Kita. And again, I want to give you a big shout out, Jimmy, for bringing me on. Uh, we had so much fun talking. That so, shout out, Dude. Jimmy. I appreciate you having me on. No, thank you, and I appreciate you actually coming on, man. We got to do it again, hundred percent. Sounds good. You tell me when, brother, and I'll pencil you in. All right, thank you, man. To the Rational Rage Network. I am Lord Bulletproof Truth of House Black, thrower of hand grenades, a dropper of elbows, slayer of internet trolls, creator of Big Brother Jujitsu, instiller of laughter. In manslaughter, pupil of rage, commander of the bulletproof troop army, and soon to be conqueror of the mixed martial arts gang. It is I you should fear, fellow lords. Fight on a conquest to sit on the elephant throne. Well, I will rule the mixed martial arts realm with an iron fist. Sir Brandon Halsey has bent the knee and begs for mercy. He has been saved from imminent destruction. He will live to fight another day. Is there no one else courageous enough, nay, foolish enough to stand in the path of my violent crusade? If so. Bring your best champion to meet me inside the LFA Octagon on the eve of June the 7th. Jonas Anglicas, king of the light heavyweight division. Be prepared, your grace, for soon there'll be a violent changing of the guard. A divine intervention by the enemy gods. Upon my arrival, the old shall be ground. The way will be paved for the beginning of a new dynasty. Your downfall will mark the beginning of the bulletproof troop era of combat sports entertainment. Bend the knee or feel the wrath of the old gods and the new. When I see red, my opponent sees black.
to the Rational Rage Network. <laughs>